Hi, I'm Sarah Adams, and today we have David Icon as our guest. Thank you for watching. What do you want to talk about then? We're going to do an hour, right? Yes, and I was going to say that to you. I was going to be like, David, I know that you do a lot of interviews and people have a million questions for you, and I kind of want this to flow and you just to say whatever you feel on it. I kind of wanted it just to be a conversation between me and you. Okay. Because I, I mean, I, I was a little girl when my mom showed me your work. I was literally a little girl and I, I have so much respect for your work since a child because I've experienced so much stuff myself and- oh, Lovely, I'm gonna start rubbing it in now, are you? <laughs> You're so bloody old. I was only a little girl when I first came across you. <laughs> <laughs> You've done great work. You know, I, I have so much admiration for you and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it, as a girl, it's hard. I'm like, I was speaking out about the stuff that I experienced and I'm like, I got so much, you know, it was so controversial, so much hatred. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'd always look to you and be like, David, he is up there doing it. I can do it too. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, well, it's kind of interesting. I came into this whole arena uh, when the top of my head blew off in 1990. Um, uh -huh. I came I came in first of all because I was um, my passion is the nature of reality what is reality mm -hmm. what is through I what is this place and all that uh, and uh, I uh, I then got on a journey in which uh, a lot of other things came up all of them connected in terms of um, how a, a network um, that people don't know about is actually running their lives Mm -hmm. uh, but what I found, um, I was talking about this to someone the other day, actually. What I found uh, in those early days when I came to America in uh, 1996, I first came to talk about these things. I couldn't find many places that wanted to hear me and wanted to even mm -hmm. know anything about uh, the information of the world is not controlled by who you think it is. Uh, the the uh, only... Um, kind of uh, places that I could get anyone uh, to put me on were either um, uh, what they call Christian Patriot groups who were seeing that level of it at the time and also <clears throat> these whole life expos and stuff like mm -hmm. that used to be running you know out of San Francisco and Los Angeles and uh, what I found at the time was and I found this in Europe as well mm -hmm. is this um, idea that um, spirituality is only kind of telling people what they'd like to be true mm -hmm. and and so I was um, uh, I was said to to be um, negative and and frightening people with what I was saying and you know everything in life is how we receive it Exactly. So you can receive information about how the world's controlled by a few people and who they are and to what end. And you can take that as, oh, my God, that's terrifying. Or, well, that's good, that, because now I'm in a much stronger position to understand the world and therefore do something about it and stop it right. in on my mm -hmm. life. It's just a matter of literal perception now we receive things. And I found it uh, kind of uh, strange in those days that uh, what pe people call themselves spiritual, but um, would not encompass this uh, this information because it, it was it was negative and you know they were t going around telling people you know let go of fear and then they were telling me you can't say this because you might frighten people well you know are you are you trying to convince yourself or me or what uh, and mm -hmm. a lot a lot of that kind of 
uh, what I call um, conceptual spiritual reality or, or, or yes. spirituality, where it's not a being, it's a, it's a conceptual thing. It's almost an intellectual thing. A lot mm -hmm. of that has kind of fused into what we call the woke um, mentality these days. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I call it bubblegum spirituality. I see a lot of it here in the United States. It's like just, oh, only love and light. Let's not look that there might be negative entities or things like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of shallow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, you know, people uh, say, um, uh, you know, people have got to wake up. Why don't more people wake up? But, you know, there's another angle to that is that why are they asleep? <laughs> why are they asleep? I mean, wouldn't it be a great idea or wouldn't it be a great uh, a boon if we knew why so many people were in a, in a, a coma of reality, devoid mm -hmm. of what's actually going on? And if we actually explored why that is, we might have mm -hmm. much more success in doing something about it. So, you know, it's like there is a um, an agenda for humanity, which includes fundamentally includes without which it couldn't work, the suppression of the population's uh, um, sense of self, sense of the I, and also the, the the way we believe the the reality is that we're experiencing. If you can keep that from people, then mm -hmm. um, you can put them in a very small box, a perceptual box, which they'll stay in for life. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea surely is to, is to try to, um, to break those uh, uh, prison boxes and, and let, let people set their minds and their consciousness free. Mm -hmm. And to do that, we've got to understand how, how the box works and how it's formed. And, uh, and then we can do something about it, just going around saying love and light, um, it's all going to be fine. Well, it, it's going to be fine if, if things happen. It's going to be fine if perceptions change, which means the world changes. It's not going to be fine if we go on the way we have been, because that's how we got here. Exactly. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this because, like I said, I have memories. Remember we talked at Gaia? I was going through a bit of a hard time then, so I'm a lot better. <laughs> But, you know, I have this memory of this force coming through and it has to do with a lot of the stuff you talk about. When I heard you talk, I was like, well, this is what I experienced. And it came through in my memory um, through this portal that was opened up from another creation or something. I know that um, I was trying to remember exactly where it came from. And that's what destroyed, you know, what you would call Atlantis and this great civilization that spanned among the planets. Um, this force came through and it completely almost did put them in, under a spell in a way. Um, not only did it destroy some of the planets and made them completely barren, but it also, um, I see it here on this planet and people are asleep and there's the, these forces feeding off their auras, you know, off their emotions. And I see them connected. I literally can see spirits and entities and I see them connected to people who are, you know, narcissists, who are psychopaths, who are sociopaths, who are abusers. They're connected in and they're using these people almost as a vehicle to carry out more, you know, pain and suffering and trauma on others of whom they're feeding on through that person. Yeah, well, that's basically how I see it. And it's how I've um, understood it after, what, 32 years now of, um, of, of tracking and uncovering this stuff. And I'll tell you the conclusion that I came to um, 
just after the turn of the millennium. And that is that we uh, are um, living, well, quote, in, there's a lot to know about the in, um, a virtual reality simulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I said just after the turn of the millennium that we live in a simulation and um, the walls of that simulation, certainly the level that we're experiencing now, we call the 3D world, uh, is mm-hmm. the speed of light. Um, and th- 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 it's a simulation for a reason. Uh, because the, the, the control of humanity comes from the control of humanity's perception. It's what it comes from. Yes. Uh, all, mm-hmm. all, all perception becomes behavior. And behavior mm-hmm. collectively is human society. So everything comes mm-hmm. from perception. And the idea is to constantly bewilder uh, the, 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 the perception of humans so they uh, don't know where they are. And what we're seeing now, uh, as this um, technological world, as we perceive it, um, is unfolding so fast, the technology is actually mirroring the simulation. So the, um, the, the, what we're seeing created in what they're calling the smart grid and the cloud and all this stuff, is actually a simulation within a simulation. This is this Zuckerberg stuff with the uh, the metaverse uh, and and pulling consciousness into, or perception, into um, in, into cyberspace. This is it's all about layers and layers and layers of misdirection and misperception. Uh, it's very. Uh, I mean, I wrote a book that uh, came out in 2012 called "The Perception Deception." And it's, mm-hmm. it's very appropriate that the word perception is so close to deception because it's mm-hmm. deceiving yeah. perception that is actually the whole foundation of human control. Uh, and the, um, the idea is because our, our, the, the level of us that interacts with this um, simulation, which is simply a source of information, it's an information source, it's not a mm-hmm. construct. We construct it. Uh, this mm-hmm. simulation is uh, information is encoded in the waveform field. So we're decoding that waveform field uh, through the five senses to electrical uh, information. Mm-hmm. And the brain then creates holographic digital information and the world we think is around us, but is actually within us. And so um, the, uh, the, the, the simulation is something that we're actually decoding. It's literally mm-hmm. like a computer decoding the internet, whereby um, if, there's, if there was Wi-Fi in this room, there isn't, but if there was, um, the computer would, uh, would lock into that Wi-Fi, which is what? It's a radiation field of information. But what it would then do is put on the screen that same information in a completely different form um, with graphics and words and pictures and moving pictures and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. Um, and uh, so... Uh, the crucial thing to stop us realizing that is to separate that which is directly interacting with this reality from expanded levels of consciousness that are beyond the manipulations and the limitations of this reality. It's like um, disconnecting the computer from the operator. So the operator's banging the keys and banging the mouse, but the, no longer is the computer responding because it's not being influenced by that anymore. It's going its own way, which mm-hmm. is what happens, of course, when uh, you, you get a computer virus. A computer will just go its own way. It'll go the way of the, the virus. 
And, mm -hmm. and so what we're, we uh, are looking at, I suggest, is the foundation of the whole control of humanity uh, is mm -hmm. to um, separate that which directly uh, interacts with this reality, the five senses, basically what I call body-mind, from expanded levels of consciousness. And to do that, you have to put those two states of consciousness, body, mind, and expanded awareness in very different states of frequency, which means states of perception. The more, the more you can disconnect uh, and um, program the perceptions of the five sense body, mind, um, so that they, they generate frequencies that are very, very low frequencies. You mentioned, you know, it's one of your experiences. Well, all that stuff uh, and what we call possession and, and the influence of yes. low vibrational entities is to hold this, this, um, this body-mind frequency down. And if you get exactly. so far away from the frequency of expanded awareness, well, you've got a separation. The two aren't talking to each other anymore. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. the whole foundation of it. Um, and uh, so it's, it's about what, what is awakening for me. It's the, 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 the body-mind awakening to its true self. And as it awakens, its frequency uh, expands and increases and starts to reconnect and end mm -hmm. the separation with expanded levels of consciousness. And that's why people that were genuinely uh, awakening rather than conceptually awakening, um, they, they, they start to see the world in a completely different way as that process unfolds oh, yeah. because mm -hmm. um, they've got access to insight, knowledge, awareness that they didn't have before. I completely agree with that. And I feel like also there's such a disconnection from our soul, which is for me, God's self. And, you know, they're, they're making all these laws. They're filling our bodies with toxins. They're filling our minds with all this insanity from um, mainstream media to disconnect us from, you know, God. And I'm very, very spiritual and I can see into the realms of spirits. And I've noticed this, I've noticed that people are like walking robots and they're in the system and they're like the walking dead and there's no connection to their soul and because of this they they're doing terrible things and i think that that's the problem with the world today we wonder why there's so much you know unkindness why there's so much um destruction going on it's because people are so disconnected and i want to i just want to speak to you about this memory i have so i um and i was given this whole download recently on this too that each one of the planets are these spheres of energy. And even though that they're um, seen as solid, they're actually um, condensed energy. And when energy is condensed, it creates solid matter. And that each one of the planets are connected to each chakra. So like Venus is connected to the heart chakra. And that a long time ago, these planets were um, overtaken by this force that controls each one of these planets that are connected to our chakra system which in turn controls us and um you know because saturn it creates time and reality i was shown that and that there's a temple of time and reality on it and this is why there's a lot of you know satanic rituals going on because they're actually tuning saturn to create the time and reality that they want that then it projects back here on this planet and that creates you know the the suppression it creates the 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 prison planet that we live in so this is something that's been coming through strongly to me and um the spirits were telling me this recently they were telling me that i needed to speak about this that we need to start to you know that 
that whenever you do ascend into the awareness that and become what I call whole, because nobody's whole, they're kind of in pieces. Um, when you ascend into that awareness of wholeness and God's self, then we have the ability to manipulate energy and we can manipulate energy and channel energy. We can clear the planets, which will in turn affect the chakra system, which will in turn free humanity. And it's quite interesting because I was looking at some of the codes because I do a lot of codes and symbolism like Lord of the Rings. The rings are the chakra system one ring to rule them all. And I noticed like in a lot of series and movies that were coming out, there's all the, the, the symbolism of the ring and the rings, the chakra system. I thought that's quite, quite interesting that this is coming through right now because I remember Saturn that it, um, it was taken over a long time ago. And when it was taken over, it was used to put us in this kind of time energy prison. And that's one of the main planets used to put us in a time energy pr prison and keep us in it. Yeah, well, I've written a lot about Saturn over the years uh, and, and, uh, and the moon as well. Um, but, you know, once, once you're in a, uh, once we understand that we're in a, a, a simulation mm -hmm. uh, and that everything is not solid, it's holographic, it's malleable, then mm -hmm. um, yes. ev ev everything starts to um, become possible that was impossible before. So um, you can um, you can manipulate the the simulation. You can manipulate the holograms, uh, mm -hmm. and so many things. People say that's impossible. You can't do that with a solid object. No, no, you can't. <laughs> oh, but you can with a hologram. You can with because what's a hologram? It's just a a three D projection of of an mm -hmm. information source of a waveform information source. The the body too is a is a a, a um, a hologram. This is why, because holograms have this amazing characteristic that every part of a hologram is in a smaller version of the whole. Mm -hmm. This is why, uh, you know, alternative sources of healing can find a, uh, different parts of the body relating to the whole body, mm -hmm. uh, as acupuncture does, as reflexology does. Uh, because uh, in, the, in the hand, in the foot, anywhere, it's all a smaller version of the whole. The information of the whole is there, as it, as it is with all holograms. And, and it's, there's so many of these um, mysteries um, disappear once, once you start to grasp what reality is. And, and also you see the power we have to change reality. Uh, mm -hmm. And that, that's why this uh, global cult, as I call it, uh, has worked so hard to keep the nature of reality from us. I mean, it's mm -hmm. completely, it completely, well, it didn't hijack science. It, it, in modern science, it created it. And yes. what, what does modern science say? You know, you know some of the, the, the uh, more cutting edge areas like quantum physics apart, it says um, that, that the world is, is solid. The world is physical. And once they say that, the so-called paranormal becomes impossible, mm -hmm. but, but uh, it, it's not solid. So the paranormal becomes perfectly explainable. And so we have a science which says, if I can't explain how something happens, then it can't be happening. Mm -hmm. And so all these people who've had these uh, paranormal experiences from all walks of life, they describe what happened to them, they describe what they saw, they describe what they experienced. 
And these mainstream scientists come out and say that's impossible. And it's not impossible. It's just that you don't understand how reality works. Uh, yes. the, the whole thing, uh, the whole the whole of life and possibility, everything is transformed once you mm -hmm. realize this is not a solid world and there is actually no external world as we experience it. It's all going on in the decoded world of the senses. Um, the uh, it, It's like, uh, like I say, it's Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi information becomes a very different source on the screen. Well, that, that's basically how we work. And, it, and if you... Um, if you look at what happens to people when they put one of these virtual reality headsets on, especially the more sophisticated ones, mm -hmm. they're yes. sitting in a room, but they're thrashing around, responding to what's happening on the headset as mm -hmm. if it's real. <laughs> uh, because what's happening is the, um, the, the senses that decode waveform information uh, into uh, this digital holographic reality we call the world, uh, are overridden to a large extent by the information coming from the headset and the same senses, mm -hmm. the same senses start to um, start to decode that into a reality. And thus um, mm -hmm. uh, people um, uh, experience a very different reality. And of course, <clears throat> we're not far away now. So the uh, computer people say from creating virtual realities that you will not be able to tell apart from this one. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, um, when you look at the uh, nature of our reality and the nature of what we call virtual reality, um, there are amazing um, similarities. Indeed, you know, it, it's the same in so many ways. I mean, the, the physics uh, uh, of um, our world are the same as the physics of virtual reality. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you say, well, what are physics? When, when you, um, you create a computer game, what are you doing? You're writing the rules and the limitations of the game. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, there was an article in uh, Scientific American uh, last uh, April, May, which came out and said, we live in a simulation and the limits of it are the... Uh, the speed of light, which is what I said just after the turn of the millennium. Um, and it was a very good article because it was relating the speed of light to the processing speed of a computer. Um, and it says that doesn't, if you, you create a virtual reality game, okay, you can write the rules, but you've all, you're always operating with a, within a particular limit, and that's the processing speed of the computer. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you can't go beyond that. And, and that's the speed of light. And, you know, I, I found it fascinating when I read, I've got them up here, a couple of very thick books of translations of the, um, the amazing texts that were found in an earthen jar in a uh, place mm -hmm. called Agamadi, uh, north of Luxor in Egypt, 1945, uh, by the, the Gnostic uh, belief system, the Gnostic people. Um, mm -hmm. And they... Um, describe, if you read it um, from a modern point of view, they're describing a simulation. They call this a fake reality. They call it a bad copy of prime reality. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, I do think that, um, you know, that, that there is another Earth and there is another reality, but it's operating on a, a completely different frequency. 
and this is a sort of digital copy of it. It's a bit like um, you, you make a copy of a website and now you've got the copy. Mm-hmm. Now, the original website stays as it always was, continues as it always has been, but you've mm-hmm. got the copy and you can now change the copy as, as you want. So it, in the end, it becomes very, very different to the original website, which is still existing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is what the Gnostics were basically describing. Um, and uh, as we, are, we, we, we look at the modern world and modern possibility and, and well beyond the possibilities that we know, uh, you can see how it's, uh, how it's possible to do that because this, this um, simulation is a source of information. If you look at the Matrix movies, um, they don't go into the Matrix, the simulation physically, um, they stay outside of it. They sit in that chair on the ship and that probe is put in the back of the neck and uh, it connects them to an information source. Mm-hmm. And the brain starts uh, decoding that information source so that they experience a, a completely different reality. It, it, it's, it's very much equivalent to putting the headset on, only vastly more advanced and sophisticated. And then they... Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, they experience what they call the matrix and the matrix to the brain, very real, just as a, the most sophisticated headset virtual reality games are very real to people. And, and so what we're doing, we, we're, we're actually um, imprisoned by an, uh, an information source that's dictating our perception of reality. Mm-hmm. And the more that you believe in physicality the more you you believe in this human world um, the more you are pulled into the five senses for instance um, if you say to people um, who are you nice to meet you who are you they'll give you their name they'll give you their location they'll give you their birthplace possibly they'll give you their job They'll give you their sexuality. Uh, I don't know why they have to, but they usually, they often do these. <laughs> They'll give you their uh, religion, their race, whatever. And, and what are they giving you? They're giving you the labels of a human life. The labels, not of the I, but of the human experience, which the I is having. And mm-hmm. all of those labels are from the body, mind, five sense reality. All of them. They only exist there. And so um, we are encouraged from cradle to grave to uh, self-identify the I with those labels. That's pulled, that's pulled our self-identity into the five senses, the world of the simulation, mm-hmm. and uh, to uh, perceive the world as, as solid and therefore what? Limited. They have to get us to see everything in terms of limitation I can't, it's not possible, because that's all part of the mind prison. And of course, what's happened when you, when you start to awaken from the five senses, what you're doing actually is you're awakening from the simulation. You're awakening from the information that's constantly being fed to you to, to, to give you a, a fake the sense of reality and a fake sense of self. And, and if you look through the ages, right to modern times, it's, it's the people that are um, exploring beyond the physical world as we perceive it that have been mm-hmm. the targets of authority. 
you know, uh, all the, uh, and, and, and if you can't, if you can't completely uh, convince the population that there is nothing else but this, and of course, a lot of people will say, well, there's got to be something else. Well, you, you, you grab most of them, certainly over the period of um, known human history, with a religion and a version of God, uh, hence the incredibly ridiculous phrase, in my view, God-fearing. So you, mm -hmm. fear, you fear some force which um, you, you have to keep uh, um, happy, otherwise um, some very nasty things are going to happen. So um, whether you, know, you believe this world is all there is, life's a bit in the ditch and then you die, or, or there's some judgmental God to, to keep uh, uh, um, on side. <laughs> in, in both ways, it's the prison. Uh, and, and when you then break out of the prison by re the realization that we're all points of attention within an infinite uh, consciousness, infinite possibility, mm -hmm. infinite potential, and this is just one very small, almost infinitesimal, possibility with an infinite possibility then those those walls of limitation and i can't and it's not possible the walls of limitation of your self-identity i'm just little me what power have i got i'm just a cosmic accident or i i i i'm just asked, i have to do what god tells me how do you know what god tells you well that that, that bloke in a frock tells me oh, okay that's right okay got that um so it, it's it's and in the end it's it's the whole foundation of everything is perception control controlling perception the more limited you can get people to perceive self in the world the more um uh, you've got them and 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 if you look um and because from this perspective everything in the rest of the world starts to look not not just different it starts to become explainable on a much deeper level so uh, you look at this whole woke um mentality that's been funded and um programmed into existence by the, the billionaires of this cult. I mean, you know, why would someone like George Soros care about social justice? I mean, he couldn't care less. He's mm -hmm. just, um, it, 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 but this woke mentality um, is, if you look at it, it's uh, so mesmerized that it's calling for every element of this cult agenda for humanity, every element of it, it's calling for, it's, it's, they're the foot soldiers of it and they think they're anti-system and anti-establishment. But the, the reason I raised the woke mentality is look what they're doing. You've got these um, <clears throat> self-identities now that are becoming more and more and more myopic. So you've got this list of letters, LGBT, and on and on it bloody goes, it gets longer all the time. Um, and these are, these are the myopia of self-identity. So now people self-identify the I with their sexuality. Even, even the fine detail of their sexuality, it seems. And, and yet you are all that is, has been, and ever can be. Having a brief human experience, what do you mean you are your, the fine detail of your sexuality? I mean, enjoy it, be what you like, it's an experience, but don't self-identify with it. Otherwise, you're gonna have a perception of self the size of a pea. So what they're doing, and it's all systematic because this cult knows how reality works, they just don't want us to know. Um, 
what they're doing is they are subdividing and subdividing uh, the previous uh, labels of a human life, man, woman, and so on and so forth, into smaller and smaller labels. And uh, it's uh, on the level that, it, on the inner core where it's really coming from, they know exactly what they're doing. They're pulling people into smaller and smaller boxes of self-identity, which is t pulling people further and further away from the expanded awareness that they really are. This almost reminds me of the story of the Tower of Babel. Remember where they, the languages were all divided so that the people wouldn't get along and wouldn't be able to work together. And the more that they divide us, the more it's e we're easier to control. So I think that's a big part of this is that, you know, by making, and, and also making everyone feel like, you know, they're not accepted in society because everyone's arguing over, you know, this and that. That's a really, really big thing happening right now. I see people everywhere arguing over this label or that label or who they are, or who they're not. It's, it's, exactly. it's, become, it's become insane. Exactly what's going on. I mean, and it comes down in the end to simple mathematics. There are closing in now on 8 billion people and the number of people uh, that are at the core in full knowledge manipulating those billions are tiny. I mean, if you got to the core of the yeah. core of this global cult, you'd get them in a single room. So mathematically, it's impossible to manipulate billions of people unless one, those billions of people just do whatever you say because you're authority, so you must be obeyed. I'm sorry, don't agree. And the other thing is what you brought up. You have to divide and rule them and you have to play them off against each other. So um, what does George Soros and the billionaires of Silicon Valley and all these other people, these, these um, giant corporations, why, why do they give a damn about black people? They don't. They couldn't care bloody less. So why are they funneling $90 million into Black Lives Matter? Because it's a vehicle not to better the lives of black people, but to divide black people against white people and so on and so forth. It's all part of the divide and rule uh, agenda. And you know, you can only be divided and ruled, and we keep coming back to this, but it's very important, um, on the lines of race, and the lines of gender and the lines of, um, of color, if you self-identify with them as the I. Um, I mean, if you show me a racist and I'll show you an idiot who has no idea about reality. Mm -hmm. we, this, these bodies are vehicles for consciousness to experience this reality. And ultimately, although we are unique expressions of this infinite state of mm -hmm. awareness, we are all expressions of that infinite state of awareness. We are all each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the divisions are illusory. And you can, you know, experience uh, a sense of individuality. And, you know, we, we should, because, you know, like I say, we're, expressions of one consciousness but we're unique expressions we are a unique set of experiences um, which gives us a particular unique view or should 
Um, but if you, um, if you self-identify with it uh, uh, completely, then, then you are a sitting sucker for, um, for divide and rule. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a black man, I'm a white man. Well, I'm not. I'm infinite awareness having a brief experience in a body that just happens to be called white. Uh, you know, I had, to, mm -hmm. I had to be born in one body of some color. I had to mm -hmm. be born in some country or a, other country or I would have bloody drowned. But these are just experiences. They're not who we are. Mm -hmm. and, and you can see, therefore, uh, the infinite potential for manipulation on a mass scale if you keep from people the true nature of who they are, the true nature of the I. If people realize we're all the same consciousness having different experiences, how do you start to uh, divide and rule that level of awareness? You can't. But you get them to self-identify with I am black, I am white, I am this, I am that. I am transgender, I am, I am female, I am male and all that stuff. Then you've got infinite possibility to play them off against each other. And while the, um, the population's at war with itself, um, the manipulators can go on um, unmolested and unchallenged because people are too uh, uh, focused on each other to actually see that the strings that are being held up, um, the, uh, uh, of both of them are actually held by the same hands, which is how it works. <clears throat> and I have a question for you. Um, where do you feel that because it's clear when I see elite leaders, I can see that they're controlled. They're definitely possessed. Um, where do you think that these forces that are controlling them came from originally? Oh, well, that's a, it's a, that's a real big question because <laughs> um, there's so many levels of it. You see, in the end, um, there is a non-human uh, connection to this global cult ultimately it's controlled by a non-human force this cult is a mm -hmm. network manipulating human society on behalf of a a, a non-human force operating outside the overwhelmingly outside the uh, frequency band that humans can see which is tiny 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 visible light mm -hmm. but um, whether this force is um, is in this form or that form whether it's the reptilians or the greys or whatever in the end, the way it behaves, the way anyone behaves, human, non-human, whatever, comes down to their state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so as I've gone deeper and deeper in the rabbit hole, and I've gone through the human um, level of uh, the network, down through the non-human level, you keep going, um, it comes down in the end to consciousness, states of consciousness. And so, when I look around the world and the different cultures and the different religions and the non-religious cultures and so on, you see very common themes of a force uh, manipulating humanity from a very negative, what might, you might call evil, which I call the absence of love, um, perspective. And a, another force, um, uh, very different, um, pushing the other way and mm -hmm. it, it's very compelling when you see it because you've got the christian uh, devil the christian satan the demons mm -hmm. of christianity but you know 
the Islamic belief system talks about the jinn manipulating from the unseen. The Gnostics talk about Yaldabaoth, which is the, their version of the devil, and the, the Archons, their version of the demons. And you see this, this, um, this theme everywhere. And in the end, it's like the, the Gnostic writings say, you know, they actually say in, in writings that were probably uh, written down um, uh, about 400 AD, certainly put in that jar around 400 AD, they, um, they talk about the fact that these archons in their prime form are basically just formless. We would call it consciousness. It, it says this consciousness takes, can take a reptilian form or a form like a, um, a gray fetus with big black eyes, which um, kind of describes the grays very well. But actually, in its base form, it's, it's consciousness, it's not form. Um, and so I've, I've kind of followed this along. And then I came across um, the concept of um, Watiko, uh, which is the concept of the Cree mm -hmm. uh, tribe mm -hmm. people in yeah. um, uh, America, Canada. And, uh, and, and other Native American uh, tribal groups have um, a, a similar concept using different names. And I, I, I read, you know, what they said about it, that it was a kind of a mind virus. And I thought, well, I've been writing about this <laughs> before I before I came across the, it called Watiko. I've been writing about this for decades. It's another uh, confirmation of, of all these different elements and cultures and historical settings having the same basic um, view of, 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 of this. And so you, you break it down and what you have which is working through different forms whether they're reptilian or greys or humans um but it's a consciousness that is incredibly inverted chaotic and um and 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 it, it one one that you would describe uh, in in our concept of that as um as evil uh and it's by its very nature, it's a very low vibrational state of perception and awareness. Thus, it's a very low uh, frequency. Mm -hmm. And it's a very dense frequency. And to control humans and to um, attach human awareness, the body-mind level of awareness, to itself so it becomes the mission control of people once that attachment takes place you've got to pull as many human beings as possible as many body minds into that same frequency and not only not only does that allow you to attach to them and therefore become um, their source of perception awareness thought everything emotion it also means you can feed off them. And you know, in the Matrix movie, when Morpheus held the battery up and said the machines have turned humans into one of these, it told a very uh, profound truth because one of the very great common themes of this force is that it feeds off low vibrational human energy, particularly emotion like fear and anxiety, depression, resentment, hatred, all these low vibrational emotions that feeds off, you, you, we become an energy source for it, to empower it. Uh, and uh, once, it's, um, once it's attached to you, 
you become a vehicle for it. So you start mm -hmm. acting like it, you start thinking mm -hmm. like it. And then, then you become what you mentioned earlier, you become the psychopaths. You become mm -hmm. the people with no compassion, no empathy. Uh, and, and, and of course we're seeing this. So, I mean, what we're seeing now in this COVID era, uh, particularly after the fake uh, vaccine was rolled out, is, um, mm -hmm. is a very clear division and a very clear uh, public expression of those who are awakened enough to think for themselves and those who are, are not. Uh, and um, if you look at the way society breaks down, it's always broken down like this, but it's more obvious now because of what's been going on. You've got a very large number of people who do what authority tells them without question because authorities told them. There is no process of uh, processing information and processing what authority tells you to see if it makes sense. It's not none of that. You just believe it and do it. Then you've got another group that actually can see it or some levels of it and doesn't want to do what authority tells them. But they do it anyway because they're frightened they're not doing it. Now they're the two uh, sections of society that have allowed every tyranny in history to be imposed because tyrants there's never enough of them the the, the population has to um, obey the tyrants for the tyrants to rule and then the, you've got this other uh, area of society which is is getting bigger and the more people wake up to the fact that this is gigantic scam and they're being lied to uh, and they're the ones that um, not only can see what's going on, at least levels of it, they won't cooperate with what's going on because their self-respect won't allow them to. Uh, and they're the ones, that's the section of society that's brought an end to every tyranny in history uh, because their self-respect says, no, I, I'm not going to do what you tell me because I'm not cooperating with my own enslavement. And in the COVID era, I'm not doing moronic things because morons tell me. So no, I'm not doing it. And I have your jab. I, I, I've had a look at what's in it. No way. So th these th these are very clear um, expressions of consciousness, where people are at in terms of consciousness, where people are at in terms of perception. And it, the only people that are going to bring this to an end are those that are in the third group. And we hope mm -hmm. that more from the second group those that um, can see that it's not right, but are frightened to do anything or not obey, more and more of them come across. Um, mm -hmm. But th th it's those with massive responsibility on those people. A a a awakening is a gift, but it comes with great responsibility because, um, uh, I mean, th those that just obey authority without question, they're not gonna change it, they're not gonna change anything. Um, so this is a, a, a time when those who do have uh, an awakening consciousness because none of us are are, are, are awake uh, in terms of full, fully awake. I mean, it's, this is the situation we're in, or mm -hmm. it is the pushing us against uh, against awakening all the time. So mm -hmm. we are awakening um, and uh, learning and feeling and getting more and more insight. Uh, but it's those people that uh, the responsibility. Uh, lies upon to um to bring this to mm -hmm. an end that's why they're targeting us like crazy that's why they um are saying 
that those that don't get fake vaccinated um, have to leave the military, have to leave uh, healthcare, have to leave their jobs, you know, have to leave corporations, have to leave all these things, have to leave mm -hmm. their homes, because um, not having the jab uh, says something very clearly uh, to this cult. These are the people who not only can see it, but they won't have it either. Mm -hmm. And we need them out of the system. We don't want them in the military, because what we want with the military are, are troops that will be that we quite happy to turn guns on Americans um, mm -hmm. if they're told to. Whereas the very the very uh, fact that you're, you you won't have the jab, um, it's 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 highly highly likely that because of your state of perception, you wouldn't turn your guns on Americans because some uh, um, idiot in a uniform told you. So they're trying to uh, uh, purge every area of society of um, of of what I call the pushbackers, um, so that only. Um, group one and group two um, are, are still there, which are those that do it without question and those who do it because they're trying not to do it. Yeah, I feel like right now too, there's there's this clash between the unawakened and the awakened going on and it's getting more intense and more intense right now. And, you know, but the Gnostics, they, um, they predicted that the sons of light would win. And I do believe this, I do believe that in the end that, you know, there will be a great awakening here on this planet. What do you feel about that? Well, I think we're seeing it. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a different perspective to a lot of people because I've been doing mm -hmm. it for so long. You see. I've mm -hmm. been doing this now for 32 years. So I remember what it used to be like. You know, I mean, trying to rustle up any interest in these subjects was like nearing impossible. When I, you know, 1990, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, and so on and so forth, you know, I'd come to America in 1996, and I'd, I'd spoke to five people in a front room in New England, eight people in, uh, in a meeting near Chicago. I mean, it was very, very difficult. When I did these whole life expos, I always had the smallest audience, all the big spiritual love and light people i mean good luck to them but they were the ones that attracted the audiences then um and um and so i i was put on at the end of the night when anybody had gone home um mm -hmm. I, I i was put on one night in in phoenix just outside phoenix actually mm -hmm. and um i'd got there they wanted they wanted me to take part in a panel discussion about nine o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. uh, so i turn up and i do that and then all the kind of spiritual heroes of the time, what were called New Age, they went through the day in all the normal times and got the big audiences, right, you know, in the main hall. And I was put on um, at night um, in an open air, well, it was basically a stable <laughs> um, outside the main hall. And, and a few people came, but they were drifting away because they were so bloody cold. Um, it was freezing, um, you know, and, 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 and that's what it was, uh, that's what it was like then. You couldn't rustle up interest in these subjects. But Oh, I know. I, I went through my experience when I was quite young because my family's in a lot of stuff, and I, so I know a lot of stuff. And I remember doing a video where I, you know, said that the elite were abusing children. And 
no kidding. I got laughed at. People walked across the street. They wouldn't say hi to me. That were my friends once they saw that video. They were like, you, you told us these things, but why did you have to go on YouTube and put out a public video? Nobody yeah, even how, would how, say how, hello to me. How, how about to try to stop any more kids getting treated like that? How about that? Right? How about that's the reason? It's unbelievable. It's like we talked about at the start, you know. This conceptual mm -hmm. spirituality instead of lived spirituality, it's infuriating mm -hmm. sometimes. But, so, but what I was saying was that um, I look around today, you were talking about the awakening, and it's not like that anymore. I mean, my life has gone from trying everything I can to circulate this information mm -hmm. um, to anyone who wants to listen, which weren't many, to the challenge in my life now is coping with the interest. It's, you know, I work seven days a week, every week. I mean, there's, there's no breaks because the interest is so great and I want to use it to get this information circulating. Um, and uh, so it, it, there is an awakening. And I'll tell you something else, um, and, and this is from my own experience as well, is that people now in bigger numbers than ever far bigger numbers than ever um, are opening their minds to the possibilities of even some of the big far out stuff i came out with years ago mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the non-human element to this because mm -hmm. two things one they um are, are, are looking at it and they're saying well if someone had told me in january uh, 2020 that the world would be like this at the end of 2021 into 2022, I'd have laughed at them. I'd have said, that's ridiculous. That will never happen. That could never happen. We'd never stand for mm -hmm. it. Yeah, if only. Um, but they've seen that it happen. And what it's done, it's reduced the resistance to the sense of the possible. This is really important. If you want to hold people in servitude, perceptual servitude, then squeeze their sense of the possible. Because if you can do that, when people come along and say, this is what's going on and this is how they're doing it, if those things are outside of your program sense of the possible, you're going to wave them away. Don't be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That can't happen. That's, that, that's impossible. So what I'm seeing now, and certainly in the last uh, like four months or so, is more and more people are, saying well hold on a minute maybe some of the more far out things he said are not uh, uh, to be dismissed anymore uh, and they're real and the second thing that's that's driving that is they're looking at the world and they're they're saying well why is the agenda so anti-human it's it's so anti-human at every turn it's anti-human you've got mm -hmm. um the gas of life uh, carbon dioxide co2 without which there'd be no natural world and these characters have demonized it and the woke wokers have gone with it big time because they're like i said earlier they are promoting and pushing and everything that is on this agenda while thinking they're being radical it's it's hilarious on one level um so you've got um carbon dioxide uh, which carbon dioxide experts will tell you i mean real experts that it's not that we have too much carbon dioxide we don't have enough the um optimum um level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere for plant growth food production is around 2000 parts per million we have something like 419 at the moment and as the uh, before the start of the industrial era 
um, that carbon dioxide um, concentration in the atmosphere was falling and falling and falling to very, very dangerous levels. Because if you get down to like 150, 180 parts per million, the, the natural world starts to die. Mm -hmm. And not only are they demonizing the gas alive, um, people like Bill Gates, him in particular, are funding technology to suck it out of the atmosphere. This is fundamentally anti-human. It's, it's ridiculous. Why, why are they, they at the same time uh, dismantling the, the global food chain? Because they are. Um, then you look at um, sperm counts uh, plummeting. You look at the, the, the more and more fertility uh, problems for women. You look at, uh, that is anti-human. You look at the effect of these fake vaccines on DNA, in changing DNA. It's what, what they're, they're meant to do. Um, uh, the, the, I mean, how anti-human can you get than that? Uh, and, and so it goes on, 5G at 60 gigahertz interacts with the oxygen molecule so that the body cannot absorb oxygen on the level that it needs um, when that happens uh, with 5G. So uh, they look at that and they think, well, everywhere you look, it's an anti-human agenda. So would it make sense if actually it was being driven by a non-human force? I, of course it would. And, and uh, you know, so I do see, um, a big awakening taking place. I mean, in England, uh, more and more uh, people are just not buying the lies and they're not falling for the fear anymore. Of course, loads of people are, but the, the, the number who are not is growing rapidly. And um, we've had a, a situation over Christmas and New Year where the tyrants that run Scotland and Wales, a complete pair of prats called Sturgeon and Drakeford, um, have imposed um, uh, ridiculous uh, restrictions uh, to save from COVID, you know. Whereas in England, they made a decision that uh, we don't think we get away with it because you know, they, they can't pull more, uh, more and more of the population. They can't pull them with them. They can't pull them with them in terms of, um, of fear. I mean, this Omicron variant, this ludicrous thing they invented, um, it's 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 not had the effect they thought it was. They 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 they, they ran the, the the fear porn um, program with Omicron, but but large numbers of people didn't buy it, and and it's because they didn't buy it they thought well, don't think we can shut Christmas and New Year down because don't think we'll get away with it because the worst nightmare uh, uh, that they have is that they announce restrictions and uh, a, a, a tyranny. And the population won't have it. That worked the worst nightmare because it will be uh, not that we should know, we should see it anyway, but it will be a clear reminder of where the power lies. And it's with the people through numbers, not authority. So mm -hmm. they're, they're, they say, well, they're making judgments all the time. If we do this, can we get away with it? And they decided here, certainly for now, that they can't. Uh, and and this, this should be a um, a message around the world mm -hmm. what you take you will be given and if you take it you will be given more until you stop taking it that's the whole mm -hmm. story yes. of it over there. Mm -hmm. and and this is why it comes back to these three groups group number one will take it because it hasn't got a thought in its head group number two will take it because it doesn't want to but it's frightened of not taking it 
group number three won't take it. And that's why um, that group is, is what's going to bring this down. Uh, and, uh, you know, the awakening is, is gathering. And it, it's not just, it's not just um, over, quote, COVID. And that, you know, the, 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 the physical level of governments and rules and regulations. I'm hearing this term um, more and more from people I would never have thought would utter the words. It's a spiritual war, isn't it? Right? Yes. Now, I don't mm -hmm. use, like using the word uh, war. It's as complicated <laughs> as I like. But you get what they're saying. They're realizing that actually this is between two forces of evil and, and, and what we hope love. That, um, that this is, when you break it all down, you break through that this is what it is. People uh, act as they do, authority acts as it does because they're attached and are um, perceptually dominated by this, this negative force, this Watiko. And as people awaken, they're increasingly perceptually influenced by, by love and expanded states of consciousness, wisdom, and, and, and so um, whatever form we may take, it's that consciousness difference that decides how we act and thus the, what the world is like. Uh, and to hear more and more people say, well, it's a spiritual war, isn't it? They started, started to see that this is the level it's operating at. What's your state of consciousness? What's your state of perception? Because that dictates everything. Everything comes from that. I remember us speaking about that at Gaia. I'm like, it was love. <laughs> that, that's what the message I was given that it was love that was going to overcome all of this. And, you know, I feel like the job that you're doing, it's, it's love. It's coming from love. You want to wake people up. You want them to be okay. You want them to, you know, ascend into that higher consciousness. And I know that's the work that I do too. And that's it. Love. It's the, it's, it's, for me, it's the solution to all of this, is love to choose love all, over all of this. Yeah, well, what is love? Um, for me, lo what we call love, and of course we've lost, we've lost the whole idea of mm -hmm. love, we think it's to do with attraction um, mm -hmm, uh, yes. only, you know, you know, fancy a darling and all that stuff. Um, uh, but that, that's, that's the human perception of love. And, and it doesn't mean you can't truly love someone and be attracted to them of course not but if you're only attracted to them and it doesn't come from this much higher state of love what people put unconditionally in front of it to try to get a mm -hmm. concept of what, what they mean um then it ain't going to last very long um exactly. uh, because once the attraction dies then the, so does the relationship it, the ones mm -hmm. that last are those that have this um this 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 level of what we call love and for me, it, love is what holds the world together. And what we are living um, or experiencing is a, 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 a realm of reality that's suffering from the absence of love. And it's not just the absence of love, because it's an absence of love, the systematic absence of love, the systematic mm -hmm. suppression of love. And mm -hmm. what, um, what the whole thing is about um, on one level is to close the heart vortex um which is our great access to the great beyond uh, outside mm -hmm. of this manipulated nonsense and once that closes your point of attention moves to the head thought and it moves to the belly um emotion 
And if you look at uh, humanity, um, so many decisions and reactions and responses, they come from emotion. Mm -hmm. and, and if they don't come from emotion, they come through a process of what we call thought, trying to mm -hmm. work it out. Whereas the heart, that's where we get intuition from. And intuition is not something that comes as a series of thoughts leading to a conclusion. That's what this does. And uh, the heart um, intuition is where the knowing comes from. And you get the knowing as a package. It's like, you know, I got this knowing just after the turn of the millennium. We live in a simulation and the walls of it are the speed of light. It was 20 years before a, a, an academic put that into uh, Scientific American through a process of thought. Um, and, and so they want, they want to shut that down uh, because it stops your, your uh, connection to out there on a massive, massive scale. And, uh, you know, and people think that, you know, you talk about love and things like that, but it's, it's kind of weakness or it's macho. You've got to be macho. Well, <clears throat> love is the ultimate strength because <laughs> love is, love is without that. I mean, love in this sense is without mm -hmm. that, that takes our power away, which is fear. Love, love doesn't do fear because it knows there's nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. And love will always do what it knows to be right. It won't go through a list of consequences and then decide if it's going to do what it knows to be right. Mm -hmm. You know, like group number two, um, I know what I should do, but I'm too frightened to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Don't, it mm -hmm. doesn't, because what are the consequences for me? It doesn't go through that process because to contemplate not doing what you know to be right um, is something that love can, can, can never sanction. Because mm -hmm. why would I have consequences for not, doing what I, for not doing what I know to be right when I'm always going to do what I know to be right? You know, mm -hmm. and, and so uh, it's the ultimate strength. It's the ultimate power. You look at those who've come, who have, in history have come from this real uh, sense of love and they're the ones that have, um, have gone out knowing um, that um, it was going to be very challenging, but they've gone out and done it anyway uh, and, uh, and said what they believe anyway, because they know that whatever happens, um, they're always going to be a unique expression of all that is, has been and ever can be. Uh, and, uh, you know, once, once you realize that, once that self-identity um, sinks in, you lose the fear of death. And the fear of death is one of the greatest human control systems. Mm -hmm. All the, all the uh, power and prestige of the medical profession, which is thoroughly undeserved in vast tracts of it, as we've seen in the last two years, um, comes from the fear of death and the, the list of consequences for doing what you know to be right also includes the fear of death. If I do this, will they kill me? Um, and uh, so, uh, so many people say, well, I'm not going to take that chance. Well, what love says is I'm going to do what I know to be right. And what happens happens because I may leave this world, but I'm, 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 I'm still, I, I'm still the I, I always was. And, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's the, the ultimate power, not least against this, this um, force of evil, because the force of evil um, is 
gets its 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 power and its sense of omnipotence through fear and through intimidation it, it gets people frightened of it in its various forms uh, it intimidates people uh, through its various forms and therefore um, people do what it wants love won't do that it won't do that and and that's why that's the answer it always has been well thank you david thank you so much for this <laughs> i okay. i i I feel like I needed to hear this today because it's a lot of the things, you know, that I know and believe and It's always nice to have them, you know, confirmed by somebody else, specifically by somebody who's done such an amazing job in the awakened community. So I'm, I'm actually just sitting here in this meditative state, like just listening. <laughs> mm. So thank you for being on my podcast and, oh, you know, good. maybe I can come to England soon. <laughs> I yeah. can't come because, yeah, the whole well, job I'm, thing. So. I'm not traveling at the moment because I won't do any of it, you see. I, I decided um, when this started two years ago, nearly, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do any of it. So um, mm -hmm. I won't do anything that uh, where I can't do it unless I wear a mask. Um, I've I, 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 not done any of it. I'm not even at that bloody stupid uh, temperature thing. <laughs> that either. Um, because, um, I just, oh. just made that decision. Other people have to make their own decisions on the basis of their own circumstances and their own life. But I, I, I made that decision. I, I'm not going to cooperate with any of it. I'll die first. And um, uh, and uh, if 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 that was um, cast around the world, hundreds of millions of people, it, it would be impossible to enforce mm -hmm. it. You know, That's how, can, how, how can how can uh, the Austrian government enforce six million people? non-fake vaccinated mm -hmm. how can they enforce it if those people just say you, you're going to lock us down we're all on the streets mm -hmm. mate. um and uh it, it you know if the, the 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 power of numbers and the power of mm -hmm. numbers is what is going to bring this to an end and and that takes courage and the more spiritually aware and the more spiritually i self-identified we can be the easier it will be to find that courage I completely agree it, it, and I see that happening in the future so I think there is going to manifest a positive future sooner than later for humanity and I, this is also a deep spiritual lesson for humanity you know to stand up for themselves and to stand up against these forces that are you know using them and exploiting them so I think that there's a there's there's this spiritual growth that will happen for them you know, well, what, what, coming what, from this. What, 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 what are current events saying to humanity as a whole? This is what happens when you give your power away. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. someone's going to pick that power up and use it back against you. Mm -hmm. Stop giving it away. What's the solution? Uh, we need solutions. No, we don't. We need to remove the cause of the problem. And the cause of the mm -hmm. problem is humanity giving its power to authority unquestioningly. And if we stop doing it, then we'd realize a very simple truth. Authority has no power unless we give it to them. And I'm so thankful to have you on. And, you know, you're one of my favorite people in the world. So okay. I'm kind of a bit starstruck here. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we're, we're, all, we're all the same consciousness. I mean, different. <laughs> uh, thanks very much, Alda. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. Um, yeah. See ya. Hey, you have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye.